नमस्ते सब जाना मन कोचमी को तर्फ अर्क जेनजी को सैशन लु आज हमीसंग फिर इंट्रेस्टिंग गेस्ट होव्री जेनजी गेस्ट इज भेरी इंट्रेस्टिंग नया आइडियाज नया कंसेप्ट पर्सैप्शन लाई थिंक दिस इज द सेकेंड टाइम वर डुइंग भन न जेनजी सैशन जो वर नट स्टेशन इन बाहर बस्तर सो आज को गैस इवाजी होवा केसी सी इज बेस्ड इन अस्ट्रेलिया अभी सीज नाइन्टीन इयर्स ओल्ड अभी डुइंग फोरेन्जिक साइंस है सुंदा खेल नई अलग डरलाग्द डरलाग्द सुनी तर विल एक्सप्लोर दैट एज वो सीज सीज बीन इन अस्ट्रेलिया सीज ग्रेड थ्री अभी सी लव्स पुटिंग थिगेदर आउटफिट्स आउटफिट्स रे अभी लव्स मेक मेकअप्स अभी फैशन भन न सो सी सीज इन टू फैशन एज वाल मैं वहाँ को इंस्टाग्राम पोस्ट में हेद्दे आई थिंक दैट वॉज मेन्सन अी लव्स गोइंग आउट टू ईट तो हम अलग डिस्कस करूँ दैट साउंड्स वेरी इंट्रेस्टिंग अी लव्स मोमोज रे है सो सुन दी रोड सी लव्स मोमोज अी होने कुरा में कुछ शंका नहीं रहे कुछ मोमो मन पर्दन है अभी ते पी सी अब्सैस्ड है यो वर्ड नहीं अब्सैस्ड विथ मेकिंग टिकटक भिडिओज अयद धरजना नहीं टिकटक नहीं अज अ लड अफ अब्सैसन दर आई थिंक सी इज यूज दैट वर्ड भेरी सोचे इंटेन्सनली सो तो बुझाला है अभी लव्स लिस्निंग टू क्राइम पडकास्ट अब यह हम बुझा अलग वहाँ को स्टडीसंग रिटेड भर भी आई थिंक That's where the interest comes from. That's what I know about her so far. Let's just bring her on the screen and then get this conversation going. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you lockdown could be there, but I'm saying we've just... Um, I think at the end of the lockdown, I think it's... We're yeah. easing normal life. Um, fortunately for you guys, Australia has been uh, quite lucky in, in so many ways with, yeah. with COVID and all that. But uh, lockdown period, it has given me opportunity to grow and um, all of that. So I'm kind of enjoying this. Ani, thavali malai. Thank you, Bandhu, Bandhu, for inviting you, and thank you so much for coming over, um, accepting our invitation as well. So let's get this going. Eh? Um, I gave a short introduction of yours. Malay Thasan, what did you justify to? How would you introduce yourself? If I was to introduce myself, I would probably say, "Hi." Like if it was just like a you know not actually introducing myself to someone, but middle like if I had to put it onto like a bio somewhere, I'd probably say, "Hi, I'm Eva. I really like food, <laughs> especially momos. I love crime podcasts." And I love making um, TikToks, and I love fashion, putting together outfits, and then obviously, um, I'm just a fun, outgoing person who has become kind of introverted a little bit because of lockdown. That's probably how I would put it. Eva, you said he um, used to be a social butterfly, an extrovert. Now you're um, an introvert. What has changed? What pulled you back? Um, okay. Um yeah so the, I think the main thing that has really like pulled me back from being so like so much out in the open space meeting new people is um in the lockdown period I did make really really strong connections I made friends like I have my best friend and then I have a few other friends who I love talking to and my parents always have that um quality over quantity kind of um saying so that really stuck with me so during lockdown i kind of like didn't push everyone away i still have friends but i kind of hang out with some people and then try to keep my thoughts to myself rather than telling everyone which is what i used to do a lot like i used to like tell everyone about myself and i think that kind of put me in a really vulnerable position as well so that that is an aspect that has kind of made me very very um introverted okay um That's quite interesting. So, Eva. Um, so, since you've kind of seen, you know, uh, both worlds, right? So, what's the good side 
of being an extrovert and what's what's so great about being an introvert um being an extrovert you definitely get to make connections um so when i was an extrovert i like i had i used to also reply to a lot of my dms and then talk to people that definitely grew my connections becoming an extrovert i feel like i have more ch- like i'm not saying extra intro extroverted people don't have ch- um, that space for personal growth but i feel like now i have more time for myself especially with the uni load and then i have also work which is is also there. Okay, so you basically seems like you have more time for yourself, for your own growth. You can focus on your uni stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, when you say "kati choti at least Nepal ma chahi, introvert, introverted kalko I'm not outgoing. It's hard for me to make friends. Pani rounds and. I'm an extrovert, I cannot be in a room by myself, I have to meet people all the time. So, what do you see when people make statements like that? When you can shift from being an extrovert to an introvert and hopefully after a few months, few years, you'll go back to being an extrovert. If you can hop around like that, what would you what would you say to people who label themselves as introverts and extroverts? I think like I wouldn't say I'm like an extreme extrovert or extreme like introvert. I'm like right in the middle. So there was a point, um, and I would discuss this with my best friend a lot. Hey, like I feel like Maleta shops zada bunny. I need to talk to someone on the phone. Like I need to take someone with me. again, and then in the past. Um, few months I've just kind of been going trying at least to go places by myself because I feel like you need to kind of be within yourself for that internal peace and I feel like now that I've been spending more time with myself I've gotten to know myself better know what I like my dislikes because before it was about people pleasing like if I didn't please people then that was the end of the world for me like Gunsani but I think a lot has changed I think be, I like how I'm in the middle and I'm not too much extroverted and too, not too much introverted to the point where I can't make friends or to the point where I want to people please all the time. And I don't, I'm not saying people pleasing is a bad thing, but um, I felt like middle, like you said, that was a really bad thing because I was always thinking about what other people thought of me. I mean, maybe I'll change myself um, so that I can please this person. Just all bunny, like I had those kinds of thoughts. So I think... Okay, um, that makes a lot of sense, definitely. So, uh, people pleasing wasn't working. Um, you're not saying it's bad, it just didn't work for you, right? So, right. you wanted to, um, and you also said, keep, um, so you also had the opportunity of learning more about yourself. I mean, um, why is that important, Eva? For me, that's really important because I think um, I was always like when you have like a lot of friends, you're kind of learning everything about everyone else, but you're not giving time to yourself. Only I would come home like I like even when I'm at work, like I come home like really, really like frustrated the whole day and I don't get like time to myself the whole day. So when I come home, I kind of have that extra piece to myself. And I like having that. And I tell my family, like, please give me some space. I really need some space. Like before it was like, oh, like, let's go out, let's go out. But now I kind of feel better that I'm giving myself space because I can actually think about things. And when I started going out so much, one of the things that happened is I started downgrading, like mirror grades, they went downhill, like, but that's just me. Like, you know, some people can balance those two things i really cannot balance um like putting those two things together okay some people can but you cannot balance those things together um while i say um what you've just said makes um a lot of sense but it's also very interesting so what you're suggesting um it seems like it all it all depends on our mindset right so if you do a lot of reflection and think about what you really need what you need or what you want at this particular moment you can actually change um who you are and act right. Over right so um that's yeah definitely very very um 
It's a very good thing to know. Um, and I will try that as well. Uh, generally, we keep labeling ourselves. I cannot change. And this is who I am. But you're saying uh, because you needed, you felt the need um, to self-reflect and also to maybe focus on your uni a bit more, you kind of uh, decided to change, which is awesome. Now, I'll look at the lighter sides, Thirozom. What are some of the reasons you're here today? Some of the reasons on this earth? <laughs> oh. uh, here, yeah, as in on this program. Uh, on, on this, this program. Earth. <laughs> so some of the reasons I'm here today. I think when you guys reached out to me, I went through a lot of the videos and I saw, and it was kind of like, um, it's like kind of a guide for self-reflection as well. Um, I'm really eager to go back and watch this video to like hear what things I say because I haven't had the chance to do that in a long time because I haven't had the need to give speeches like or anything like that. So I think this is like a good um, platform for me to go back and also reflect on what I said and if there's obviously changes that I can make um, based on what I see. Okay based on what you see after you go back and watch it again. Um, yep. So I was wondering, what do you think would help this conversation be special for you? Be special? I think this is already like a really good topic. I love um, talking about um, like reflection on your past self and stuff like that. I love talking about crime. <laughs> I love talking about anything. Like I'm very much like 80% of the time I'm talking and then I'm glad that I've actually given that 20% of my time to personal space because yeah, because I need my personal space now. But I think anything really can make this conversation good. Awesome. Um, okay, so what do you love? Eva. Love. So I would say I love family. I love my family. I think that would be there. And then obviously I love friends. I love people who support me. And then um, I also I love Nepal and I love Australia. I think I can't really divide the two because I spent equal amounts of kind of time so I think I love when I went to Nepal I'll tell you sorry when I went to Nepal I really felt like I think it was like a spiritual change for myself because I felt such a good connection with Nepal I mean I I always tell my mom but she like I want to make a house in the middle of Mustang you know it's not possible for me to go and live there but it's just like one of the aspirations I have but I think I'm very like loving like um like I love everything like that sounds very self like you know like it sounds very weird but i do love everything um I, if i see something and you tell me something oh like this is um like and suddenly this is a new product i'm like oh like i really want to try that that sounds really cool like i i literally love everything i think uh, okay. yeah um, you literally love everything um i've never actually heard anyone say that before but um <laughs> it was awesome awesome yeah. You said you love your family. Uh, what does your family do for you? My family? Well, I think um, in the past, I was very um, keeping to myself kind of a person. Um, and I wouldn't, like, share many things with my family. Um, I, was, I would share with my friends, like, oh, this happened, that happened. But when I came home, I would be really frustrated, grumpy, like, I don't want to talk to you. And like how every teenager like is. Um, and then over the years, my mom has just stuck around. She's nurtured me. She's told me like, if you don't discuss those things with us, we're not going to know how you're growing and all those things. But my family has just been there to nourish me. Um, every situation in life, you know, I went to Nepal for two years and they were, we always stayed in touch and I would still tell them how everything was. And I think because they're there for me, I feel like I can achieve anything in a way, um, even if no one else supported me with anything. Okay, they're there for you. Um, awesome. Uh, and they stuck around, you said. Yeah, right. Awesome. awesome. Um, what was it like growing up in... Australia. You went there when you were in grade three, you said. Um, yeah, so right. It was like. 
Yeah, so when I first came here, I think it was very, very hard to adapt. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a person who can easily adapt to situations now, but back then it was very, very hard for me to adapt. Only um, I would come, I came here and my English wasn't that great. Um, I was only like seven and my English wasn't that great. And it was very hard um, making connections or even making friends. But Years later, when I went back to Nepal, I felt the exact same way. And it's so weird how that took a turn for me, but I felt the exact same way. But I think it was just a very hard um, process for me. But then uh, I think eight months later, I found myself speaking very fluently um, in English. And um, I made some good friends. And one of the friends that I made when I first came here, I'm still in touch with her. So I think it was it was the good and the bad. <laughs> It was the good and the bad and also the challenges you talked about. Um, if you look back now and look at those challenges, right? Um, you, you struggled with your English um, hard, you know, you struggled making friends and all of that. How do you think those challenges has um, shaped you to be a better person today? I think like, I think with hardships, with we grow. So with every hardship, like even... I went, even though I went through that situation at an early age, um, because I went back to Nepal when I was 15, I went through the same situation, but I never thought, oh, mother, your situation, but I suck it go. Like, I didn't think like that. Like, I, all I would think was, oh, like, I can't do this. Like, you know, like, I remember I, so this was one of the situations that really made an impact when I went to Nepal. I went to Nepal and um, I think maybe Australian accent isn't that heard of in Nepal. When I tried to give a speech, everyone laughed at me and I I never thought like, oh my, the situation, but I suck it, go, I can get over this one. I thought that was the end of my world. I was the sucky sucky. And I was like, oh, this is so bad. And I remember crying about it. But I think it has shaped me in such a way that I am so much more confident than I was before. Um, and I like to voice things now. Um, if something goes wrong, I like to voice what's wrong. Um, in the past, because of those certain situations, I would stay quiet. I would be like, no, I don't, it's fine. Like, you know, like, it's just how the world is. But now I kind of like, if something wrong is happening, I definitely do like to speak up about those things. Okay, definitely would like to speak up. Awesome. Um, okay, so Nepal border saying migrate only families or to Prince, right? Um, not just to Australia, not Australia, like Nepal, Nepal, let's just say eighth state Nepal, everyone's going there. They migrate everywhere, you know, America, when you go down, so Europe, when you go down. So, so what would your suggestion to parents be okay, who, who are who have small kids and they're migrating with small kids, maybe they're like four, five years old, seven, ten years old? Your suggestion um, to parents would be to, you know, to, to for the how to best prepare for this transition. Um, I think my both my parents are very quiet people and they like to keep to themselves. Um, and when I was growing up, um, although my parents would talk to me, I, I never got the opportunity to actually share anything with them because they didn't create that mutual ground where I could share stuff with them. And even if I got like bullied at school or stuff, I wouldn't share that share with them because I thought like because so why would I share with them just a lot too. But I think when you are transitioning to a new place or even when you, if you live in Nepal, I think you need to tell your kids that, oh, like if anything goes wrong, I'm here for you. Like my parents did say that, but I was just very, very nervous to even share like, oh, this happened in school today. Like, oh, like Malay, like I couldn't even say that. I mean, I think parents just need to create um like a, ground for people for their kids to actually come to them and share with them their experiences so they can nurture them in a way where they won't kind of felt left out or anything like that okay um that that sounds uh, really useful um Tara, it's like saying if you could say okay bullet um maybe talk to them regularly uh, what would have helped you better okay, so that other parents can, you know, if they're thinking of migrating, um, right. I don't know, 
postponing it by two or three years would help. Or even if they can't, maybe there's something they can do in terms of bullet points that you can help with. Yeah. I think um, have your kids with you as the earliest you can so because they can help them nurture, right? And then the second point would probably be um, listen to your kids' problems because they're just kids. I know some things that they say can be wrong, but they always have a point that they kind of know what they're talking about too. So listen to your kids and their problems. And then the other thing would probably be um, like kind of have like family time to be able to talk. Okay, family time to be able to talk. When you're a safe space, just as I'm saying, they can just speak up, you know, um, where um, they're not probably not judged or anything. The little word they use going to you know, that I'm afne words are used. Correct me if I'm saying, including words that you're not intending to. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Yeah. Um, the afno. If I remember my past, uh, so I, I can think of fun memories. I didn't seven stone money, brings a smile to my face. What are some of your fun memories of playing um, when you're younger? Like games? I think, we played, I think we played very similar games. I remember um, my little sister, she was very, very loud. Every time we would play games in the house, we would play like tip on italete do kibanta. Like, you know, when you run and then you tip the other person and then like they have to tip you back. <laughs> yeah. So we would play tip and hide and seek. And she would run around the house and she would be like screaming her head off. She would like, ah, like I'd be like behind her and she would be like screaming. And I, I think those are like very fun memories with my little sister. And obviously playing with my friends, we just used to play like similar games as well. Awesome. Awesome. I think um, you and your sister get along quite well and you're very lucky to have each other just aside. Yeah. Um, uh, quality over quantity in terms of friend. So basically, you're saying you're going to have fewer friends that are good friends. You know? So yeah. who do you, what kind of people do you invite into your friend circle? Kids are saying you kind of accept them as friends. Yeah, so I do like talking to everyone. I do um, still interact with a lot of people, but there's certain people that I tell my goals and what I'm about to do next and what's coming. Um, so those people that I would invite would probably have to be really caring and then really kind, someone who's down to listen to what I want to put out, and then I would do the same for them, obviously. Um, someone who's very, very funny, um, someone who's outgoing, um, and wants to go to new places, try new things. I think that those qualities kind of make up like a good friend for me. And that's like my best friend, really. <laughs> but yeah. So you basically thought of your best friend in this yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, why do you think friends are important? Friends. Why do I think friends are very important. I think friends um, help you learn what's good in life and also bad. So there's there's going to be bad people that you meet. There's going to be good people that you meet. But I think friends kind of just like stick around and there's going to be some friends who are really, really like um, close to you. And I remember like um, the silly fights are with them, but then like you kind of forgive them for it because they are friends, you know. I think... Friends are really important because it also helps us, um, it helps nurture us and helps with our growth as well because I think a lot of the times I found myself following in my friends' footsteps, even if it was bad or good, you know. So I do feel like friends do nurture you a little bit. They're like mothers, but not really. <laughs> okay, they're like mothers, but not really. Um, so they kind of uh, fill in the gaps maybe, you know, that's any parents are listening um, because they cannot, because... I don't know. Uh, maybe because parents are emotionally tied, they cannot really see the whole bigger picture. Then gaps are about how much. Maybe friends can come in. I don't know. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, 
you've said ki you love putting together outfits ani tespasi and also doing your makeup what what do these actually do for you so i remember when i was like i got into makeup very early so i was like 12 and i would watch all these makeup tutorials and i would watch like this hair videos and i would just like sit there all day doing my makeup and i remember i actually taught my older cousin how to do makeup at when i was younger like i was very very into those things i only got into like putting together outfits like last year is when i like wanted to like coordinate these outfits like and now i what i do is i put on outfits i take a photo of them and i store it in my album which has like these are the outfits i'm going to wear <laughs> but i'm very very much into that because i think when i was younger it kind of gave me space to learn um for creativity creativity as well and also um it didn't like let me be alone even though like i i didn't feel like um i had free time or anything i was always doing something and i think i was doing my makeup a lot to a lot too Okay so kind of help your creativity one way so it's not just about uh fashion or your makeup matra hai na ki there's some intrinsic value you get out of it right yeah awesome awesome what is one side of you that people rarely see one side of me definitely the sad part um when i'm crying i don't tell anyone um that i'm crying i kind of like to like i kind of move myself away from the situation and i only cry with like a certain few people to be honest i'm like still embarrassed to cry in front of people because like not because they'll judge me just because i don't want to see i don't want them to see my crying face funny but i think that's one of the sides that rarely people ever see of me okay so the vulnerable side say um yeah. kind of private uh kosale no dekhane na tara you show it to only people that are very close to you right so that makes sense uh tapale agi makeup ko bare ma pani athwa outfit ko bare ma ni kura garda hari you talked about creativity and that basically is given uh, a part of expressing yourself you know um so what is what does self expression mean to you self expression to me um self expression to me is usually to do with colors i like playing around with colors um and see what i'm very like because i'm a very outgoing person and stuff i think um i like to associate myself with colors and then like kind of wear those clothes and i wear a lot of jewelry as well i think that's also a form of self expression for me like because Yeah, I like what you see me my photos like I don't wear like like I I do a lot of like I deal a lot with colors more than um before it was like black white but now it's like a few different colors that I like to engage myself with. Okay, before it was black or white um I mean said a young yella phase nahi hota I mean saying we go towards black or white tira jaan so ani uh to face okay but we go more towards colors and so when you talk about colors um eva if you you were one color and if you had to choose one color for yourself as your identity what color would you be i would probably choose red because oh. i'm very much i think it's very much associated with love um and then obviously because i'm a crime fanatic i love crime so red is also associated with blood and stuff and i'm obsessed with murder and like all those stories so I, that part but then again mostly love cuz i think um love to me is very very important whether it be family um familial relationships or even like just friends um i think that definitely um creates a big impact in my life like if anything happens to those who i love that will create like a huge impact so i do think i like to um i do think red is kind of my color okay red is kind of your color awesome um and you also talked about your love for you know going out to eat um the reason you love to go out and eat is because okay so when i say go out to eat जैले पनि इट्स 
like 90% of the time it's always like with my friends like we're like okay like let's plan like we need to go somewhere different this time so but it's always like we always end up going to this one place here in sydney it's called the momo hub momo's hub one is any the i think it's also the atmosphere that they that the owners form for us like they're very very nice and they always like get so excited when they see us so i think that's one of the things that kind of pulls me to them but i think um the reason why i love to go out to eat because i get to eat momos <laughs> like i don't really see myself you you'll really rarely see me going out to eat at other places because if i want to eat other food i usually just like order it but if i want to go out and eat it's usually just momo hanazani Okay, Momo Hanazani. Um, um, typical Nepali behavior. We have to go restaurant. We have to restaurant. We have to go to the restaurant. We have to go to the restaurant. We have to go to the restaurant. We have to go so I've been like always obsessing what obsessing means. Like, oh, I like love making TikToks. Like, it doesn't matter like what it is. Like I have, I think I had at this, at one point I had like a thousand drafts. Like I'll just sit there, like I'm bored. Okay, open TikTok. Cause this, you know, kind of like helps me not be bored. But I've just been like always, cause TikTok, um, I think people see, I remember when at this one phase, like my few of my classmates used to be like, oh, that's cringy. Like we don't like TikTok, but I like, I don't know why I always love TikTok. Like the, it kind of like, you also get to express yourself in a way in these videos, but then again, you kind of make, get to make other people laugh. And I, I like cry watching TikTok sometimes. There's like, you know, sad stories. And then there's true crime. I follow a lot of true crime on TikTok as well. So. So obsessed. I am definitely like obsessed with TikTok. <laughs> so very much in love with TikTok. Okay. Um, obsessed when it's saying it, it is equal to uh, love. Right? So you're in love with TikTok. Awesome. Um, looking at your challenges in life, you know, so you've gone through quite a bit um, and you've shared some challenges with us. Uh, I'm sure it was much harder than what you've just said. Um, you challenges a lot of people um, can give up, can can uh, their lives could be impacted in a very negative way. So you've you've kind of pulled yourself through. What are Three skill sets do you think you have that made you strong enough to kind of go through all of these challenges, even when you were so young, and uh, be yeah so brave about this thing? Yeah. So one of the um, qualities I think I have is I'm very good with compromising with situations. So um, so that's one of the things I'm very good with um, adaptation now. So from the years um, I've taken that I'm very good at adaptation because there's so many changes happening consistently. Like I went to Nepal, came back, went to Nepal, and then went from high school to uni. So I'm, I think that has been pretty crazy for me now. And another skill set that I kind of have is being patient. So I do feel like I am very patient about a lot of things. Um, I think my mom and dad don't think I'm very patient, but I do feel like I am very, very patient with a lot of things. Okay, you think you're very patient with a lot of things. And um, uh, yeah, I think uh, parents can be wrong sometimes. Right? Um, so what's actually happening in your head um, in terms of, you know, you talked about the species that have been because of your accent, there are people laughing and you think this is the end of the world. But when you're going through the challenges, what what is the dialogue in your head? Yeah. Kind of deal with it because you said when you were point my you were crying you said this is the end of the world you're laughing at me and he, so what kind of what do you do to kind of get out of it yeah i think talking to someone definitely helps um but again i also like i said i like having my personal space 
Ani, there is people who don't understand that people need personal space, and I think that bothers me the most. Because, <laughs> um, but I think usually what's going through my head is I think one of the most one of the biggest thing that kind of impacted me was not fitting in. Like about today, it's like you're in the middle. Like you're not fully Nepalese, but you're not fully Australian, so you're just in the middle of these two groups but you don't fit in like perfectly anywhere and that was like a thing that kind of like um kind of that I kind of struggled with for a long time but now um being 18 coming through all these things and I think one of the things that really really helped me is my parents like my parents have always been there and my mom and me we're closer than ever but I think yeah those are the kinds of things that always like kind of were in my head and I usually overcame them by just taking my personal space because after having everyone just like um I think usually problems arise from other people so I like to um kind of like stay away from other people for a bit um, unless it's a problem created by myself I talk, talk to someone else but usually when it's a problem created by someone else I like to stay away from them or stay away from the situation and just have a think have a drink <laughs> okay I'll stay away from other people especially if the problem is being created by them have a think have a drink um that sounds awesome are you are you time you, you also talked about personal space. So do you kind of sit in your room, self-reflect, uh, write it all down? Keep, uh, what's the actual process that's actually happening? Um, I did used to write my feelings when I was little. So I had like this little notebook and I would write all my feelings in them. And then one day my mom found them. So from then I haven't like really written all my feelings down in a notebook ever, but I do like to self-reflect. And then usually I don't move myself completely away from the situation. But if someone does try to talk to me, I'm just like, hey, I need like about five minutes to talk. Because in the past, I've never been able to tell people what I need. Like I've never been able to say no like I don't want to talk at the moment I've always been like okay like even if it was like you know kind of like not okay with me I've been like I've been acting like it's okay with me so now I tell them hey like I just need personal space this is just how I am and I think that helps a lot and then I just sit in a corner um do my normal stuff but I don't really necessarily I don't really take time out of my day to self self-respect uh, self-reflect but I do kind of just um go on with my normal day and not let it affect me as much okay awesome awesome Miro you're uh Q's listening the thing that she kept telling herself was uh you can do anything um whenever she kind of had doubts about herself you can do anything she would keep repeating it to herself what are some of the most powerful things you tell yourself um the i think one of the most powerful things i tell myself is um in regards to family i like to tell myself that oh like my mom dad um like my auntie, she's also always there for me. And I like to like tell myself, all oh, these people are always here for you. This is just a little thing that you're going through and it's all going to be over soon. Um, another thing I tell myself is like, oh, you're strong. You can get over this. It's just like a little phase. Like I just like to remind myself of the good things in life. And if it's like a really, really hard situation, it's like, it'll be fine. I, I kind of like act very cruisy, but then like inside it's like a, like a, you know, like your legs feel like jelly and all those kinds of things. But I do like to remind myself of the nice things in life and what I have. Okay. Remind yourself of the nice things you have. Um, Eva, um, so if you kind of think back now, what do you think is an ideal age if someone is, thinking of migrating to a Western country. Uh, what, what would you say is an ideal age to migrate, uh, to be able to adapt and to cope with all the cultural changes and cultural shocks and everything? I do think that um, it's better to go to a um, 
foreign country at an early age rather than in the middle where you're kind of developing all these other things and then your hormones are kicking and all that things all those things i think it's better to migrate at an early age or at an age where you kind of know how to control things and living by yourself as you do um when you're older and i think for me um i came at the perfect time but i think i thought to myself um like oh like maybe i should have came earlier i think seven i think is like a good age or if you're really little because at that age i had also learned fluently i was really really fluent in nepali and nepali and i had very good um knowledge of my culture culture and my heritage uh but then i I also got to learn another culture and another language where I could process everything. I think it's better if you can't process anything or you can process everything. Okay. Okay, either you cannot process anything or process everything. Okay, that makes sense. Um, what was what would you say, you know, um, when you got to Australia, what would you say was your most challenging year? my most challenging year when i got to australia the first year was definitely the most hardest i think it became more um le- it became less harder over like as the years went on the first year was definitely the hardest for me i remember trying to give my first speech in school so when i was in primary school um they would make us do impromptu speeches so they would come up with a topic on the, even if they gave me like this easiest topic in the world like tell me about this door i would not be able to tell them uh, like i wouldn't be able to say anything because as soon as i got up on the stage like the stage my i would like wriggle my toes to try and be less nervous i would um do all these sorts of things but i would be sweating but i would not be able to take like me- get a single word out of my mouth i think not being able to communicate and um not being able to make friends and then obviously the cultural differences because i lived in a very white neighborhood the cultural differences i remember wearing tikka to school um because we had like a puja ekdin and this which i remember wearing tikka and they were like oh what's that on your head and i remember telling them oh it's pain to like you know like i think like being very confused about where you stand i think the first year made it really hard for me first year um लाइफ इज Stressful, but I make my own decisions. I make my own mistakes. I know the ekdomi sano hota hai. Kiri to you're at the mercy of adults. I know. Uh, I don't think it's uh, as fun as a lot of us think. Um, so Eva, if you could travel back in time, I know. Ani, you meet uh, Eva of that time case. You when you were seven, seven and a half years old, one. You know. Ani. you meet this small eva she's right there in front of you and you know what challenges she's gone through and she's going to go through you know your advice to that little eva life advice to that little eva would be what um so my life advice to that little eva would probably be kind of don't care what anyone else says because and also like be confident because i think i lacked a lot of confidence that also made me feel all these other emotions that i shouldn't have been feeling at such a young age um where i should have been just not being worrying about those things um i think i would go back and tell her oh like these people like it won't matter to you in 5 years in 5 years time none of this will matter and you'll only look back at the good stuff and you'll look at you'll look back at the bad stuff and it'd be like ha 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 this happened like it doesn't even affect me so i just tell her um be confident um like don't be afraid to show people what your actual potential is i think that i would probably tell them tell her that um beautiful beautiful uh, the advice him openly lead on to i think that would be quite <laughs> helpful as well yeah um, thank you um 
so Eva, um, you've, you've talked about being a people pleaser, and, and you've talked about your challenges um, in migration, adaptation, and all that. How do you see those two connected somehow? Adaptation and migration. Oh, your challenges, you know, with adapting to Australian culture and you being a people pleaser in the past, not now. Um, Tara, how do you see, do you see any connections there? Any connections? Um, like while, while I was migrating, because I was very little, I don't really see myself as being a people pleaser because I remember leaving the leaving Nepal and not being able to like really resonate with what was happening because I was so young like I never felt like sad or like I wasn't happy like because I didn't really know where I was going um it wasn't it was very new to me and I think the people pleasing part really came when I got a little bit older into my um kind of tween years like 12 13 it wasn't really there was none of that back then I think then I was pretty um careless about any everything in the world okay nice nice now eva um three of your proudest moments in life three of my proudest moments i think um one of my proudest moments is um being able to write and read in nepali again um that was very very um good i really i felt so good um i remember i i remember telling telling my mom hey like i passed like nepali money pass for you like you know like i think that was just like so good you know like that was just like a great feeling and the second thing probably is overcoming my fear of talking to other people um um talking in front of a wide audience or talking or giving a speech, even that, because I was very shy as a kid and I would often keep to myself and I wouldn't be able to talk in front of a whole um, audience. And I think that was a very proud moment for myself. And then the third thing is um, being able to do things on your own. So like I said before, I used to be like, oh, I used to tell my best friend, like, oh, like, even if I want to go down to the shops, like, I'd be like, hey, like, can you stay on the call with me? Like, can you come with me? And now it's more like, okay, well, I'm just going down to the shops and it's all fine. I think being able to be by myself and having that peace within myself is very nice as well. So that's a very proud thing for me. Super nice. Um, so, you know, there were... I've seen a lot of people, you know, money, more money. I hesitate to start a conversation. Um, so you said you used to be afraid of starting a conversation. Right? Yeah. Uh, so advice to people who hesitate to start a conversation. You know, there's a dialogue going in your head. Maybe that person will laugh at me. Uh, so you kind of think about starting a conversation, but you kind of go back into yourself. And you just yeah it's just the, the whole idea disappears and you don't make new friends so how would you encourage them i would probably say do it because i feel like so i was very much like that even until the start of this year until i started my new job and then at my new job i'm kind of forced to talk to people like i have to talk to them where i went make commissions so I have to talk to them um I think one of the things is just push yourself like I would be like hey like you only live once go talk to them you know go talk to who you want to talk to express your feelings and if you're wrong you're wrong I think you learn from the mistakes and I'm sure you'll get better at talking as time goes on okay push yourself uh and if you're wrong you're wrong right so um I'll get the risk you know saying I think um, I think you're right. I'm really after push Nothing will come off it. Um, yeah. Forensic science. Why forensic science? Okay. Um, this is a long, long story, but I'll try and keep it short because I talk a lot and then I try to drift off to into my own world. But okay, so basically. Um, I remember in the start of year 12 being like, hey, I really want to do fashion designing. This is really, really what I want to do. And I remember even working for a fashion like a runway thing as a social media manager and for a few 
weeks <laughs> but I remember doing that and then I was like oh this is not my um this is not my liking I don't like it anymore so I remember being like okay I want to be an accountant I think I'll do accounting but then again I did I was doing business and I was like oh this isn't my cup of tea either, so let me move on to something else and I was studying law in year 11 year 12 as well so I was like okay maybe law was my thing because I'm so obsessed with crime I could do criminology and all these things but then when I got into the depths of it like when I started looking into it it wasn't really what I wanted to do so I finished high school and then I got an offer for accounting and I was like oh wow this is what I wanted to do like this is God's way of telling me you should do it. And then I remember being like, mom, I'm going to do accounting. And my mom was like, oh, you keep changing your mind. I'm sure you'll change it. And then and then I got an offer for science. And then I was like, oh, forensic science. That's very cool. And then my mom's like, you're going to change this one too. And I, and I stuck out with it for a few months. So it's been – so I've done one semester – so I'm just hoping that I'll stick on to it because it's very interesting. Um, it's what I'm interested in. I, you know, like I'm very, very scared of horror movies and it's literally just like people just screaming in your faces, right? But I'm not scared of the nitty gritty. Like I'm not like this, there'll be like trigger warning. So there'll be like, and then his, there was like this TikTok and it was like, oh, his head was sliced off, his nose was cut off. And listening to those things, it, it gets me not... It makes me so interested because I want to know what goes through these people's head. And I kind of want to give, in a way, justice to people through forensic science. And I'm hoping that I can do more out of my um, degree. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. Um, I can answer. Yeah, right. So, Eva... <laughs> you've made in life that you wouldn't want others to make so one of the mistakes that i made in life that i wouldn't want others to make is probably not being able to say no to other people or being a big people pleaser and um obviously wanting to obviously wanting to make sure that they're okay but um even if i wasn't okay with the situation and then another thing is probably being ashamed of my culture i think um there was a point in life where i was very um not in touch with my culture and i didn't really want to be involved in all that i think that is a big um thing that i went through and i think i really recommend people don't um kind of move themselves away from their culture because that can create a lot of impact and another thing is probably um like the thing I talked about quality over quantity I think not um like telling your business to everyone and then just keeping like a small circle that you tell people your ambitions and your goals and stuff like that okay awesome um I have as many friends as possible in a Facebook company. You kind of judge by how many friends you have, the followers you have on Instagram and all of that. So you think um, quantity is not ideal, but maybe make the circle smaller, the more trustworthy, more quality friends, right? Right, yeah. Awesome. Um, so Eva, you mentioned culture uh, numerous times. Right? Um, and culture is important because I feel like in a way culture does define us because everyone from the world has such different cultures um, and I think our culture is very very different we have so many things um, and it, in a way it does define how we celebrate things or how we live in a way like we have our own guidelines not really guidelines but certain things that we don't do like Hindus don't eat beef and that kind of like um, I think that kind of separates us from the rest of the world and gives us like a that kind of defines us. Okay, so culture defines us, and um, culture defining us is important because because it kind of gives you your own identity. Um, when you meet people, I think it's also you can also interact with them. Um, you can have shared experiences with other people. You can have different experiences. So you can meet people from the same culture and discuss those things. Whereas you can have, you can meet people from other cultures, discuss those things, and then you have 
and in a way i feel like cultures are very much um they're very similar in a way so you always have you can always find connection with people but i do think culture is important because you can find that connection with other people as well and connection connection with other people is important because connection with other people is important because i think you kind of get to learn more things about yourself and then learn more things about other people and it kind of teaches you what kind of people you should be around what kind of people you shouldn't be around and gives you an insight of what they're like and what other people are like what the world is like in a way okay awesome awesome um nation right so the whole idea of nation nationality and nationalism sounds a little outdated in in the present world um how, how do you see the utility of nations in this uh, present day and age do we even need them nations i think it's how you identify yourself in a way because I don't think like a single piece of paper that says oh this is your nationality but this is where you were born does anything because I feel more interconnected to Nepal um more than I feel connected to Australia in a way because that's where I grew up that's where I was born and I think nationality is just a piece of paper kind of thing it doesn't really make a big difference and I think everyone in the world just needs to love each other and we just need to have happiness and peace and I think that would change a lot for us yeah everyone needs to love each other definitely Eva um I think you've also mentioned God once right so I don't know if you're a believer or atheist agnostic I don't know it doesn't really matter but let's just say this universe has a plan for everyone right so this universe has a story for you a story for me everyone why do you think this universe gave this specific life to you so i'm a very like you said you brought up something about god i'm very um i believe in god a lot um there was a point because i didn't believe in religion so i was very um far away from god and everything and i do feel like um i very very much believe in god and i think god has or the universe has put me here just to in a way to take care of my little sister as well because i remember when i was little like to guide so as like a guidance kind of thing um because when i was little i remember i used to tell her like we had these like late night sessions where i would teach her about life lessons and i was only like 14 but i would teach her all these things and i would never find myself implementing but even until like today i think god has sent me in a way to guide people because i find myself sometimes um telling my mom like oh like don't like you know don't do this do this do this blah 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 and then i find myself like um my little sister even asked me like oh this happened like let me tell you and you know i think guidance and then the other thing is probably kindness and then love i think god has put me in this earth for those things guidance kindness and then love okay awesome um so eva we're towards the end of the session we've crossed the one hour mark um I've got a few more questions, um, but hopefully it won't be more than four. Uh, okay. But I'm I'm not really good at keeping count. But I'll, I'll try and do four. Um, you you talked about God and religion. Um, what's the difference? I think um, so. God is very much interrelated to um, religion, and I think what we what we see as a religion and then like we obviously worship god and then god's in that religion but i feel like i do have a lot of respect for all the religions um the main god that i really focus on is buddha because he i feel like he he has like this thing how he was very selfish and i feel like us humans are very very selfish um like if someone put you in a situation where you had to kind of life or death situation and you had to choose would the other person live or would you live you'd definitely pick yourself and i think buddha is one of the most realistic kinds of god mirror so i like to think that 
obviously Buddha is my like ideal god but I feel like all the religions are very similar like we all have that certain book that we read and then it tells us oh be kind to everyone and everything so it's not this particular god that I believe in but I do believe there is a heavenly being that kind of guides the earth in a way Okay, if that makes nice. sense. <laughs> that does make sense. Uh, he's more human. It's more acceptable just to like someone. Um, nicely said. Um, who are some of the people that are helping you grow outside of your family? Outside of your family? So um, one of the biggest impacts that that was made in my life yesterday La I mean yesterday I meant um last year when I was doing my HSCs was one of my teachers she would sit down with me constantly tell me like oh like even if you don't do well in your HSCs everything is going to be fine so that I think teachers do make a big impact in your life if they're very very supportive and then obviously my friends um I do um like to read um like articles on the internet so I do I sometimes read like all these um I okay so one of the things I do is I search up if anything happens I search on google like let's say oh like this happened to me today like let's say my co-worker was very angry to me today like uh, angry at me today like I'll search up like why is my co-worker angry at me and like what can I do to help resolve this like I'm a very like I need to know the answers so I always go like go on google and then I'll search up the question and then I'll just read through it until I'm like satisfied but I do think the internet has also helped me a lot with obviously those things Okay, internet has helped you a lot as well. Yeah. Um, if um, you didn't have to worry about money or, um, you know, worry about anyone else, right? You had enough for everyone around you, everyone you loved. What would you be doing at the moment? At the moment? Probably, I would probably be spending uh, time. I would probably build a house in Mustang, like I said, and then I would go live there with the Tibetan Mastiff. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's basically how I'd live my life. If there was nothing in the world that I had to worry about. Wow, okay. Nice, nice. Uh, what is one thing that you've been wanting to do, but there's this fear in the back of your mind holding you back definitely go to nepal and then build a house in Mustang and live with a tibetan massive that's one of like that's real like something that i really really want to do because i feel very um connected whenever i go to nepal and i really really want to do that but obviously there's so many other things that will come in the way um of me being able to achieve that okay awesome Awesome. Um, last question, Mali. One extra bonus question, just to end it on a positive note. Uh, five things that you're grateful for at the moment in your life. Five things: um, shelter, food, family, friends, and then um, definitely um, God, because I can. Al I always turn to God if anything happens, so I can't um, miss that. So definitely Buddha. Buddha, family, friends, and then all that. Yeah, the things that are listed. Nice. Um, so, Eva, thank you so much for um, ex accepting our invitation to come on this session. I absolutely learned a lot from you, and I, I am inspired by you know the, the struggles that you've gone through and how you overcame all of those stuff. Right? So it's, I can I cannot even begin to imagine as, as someone as young as seven, eight years old, having to adjust to a foreign culture, foreign language. I know I'm curious, so yeah, so it's like, it must have been a scary, scary <laughs> Yeah, right. And you've, you've kind of, um, I'm sure there's still some fragments left somewhere above. It's not an easy thing. But uh, you've come such a long way and you've done it so bravely, courageously, and he, there's so much to learn from you, eh? Um, in terms of dealing with challenges and failures and setbacks. And it is cool, I say thank you so much. I've learned immensely from you. 
Ani Mali, before I hand it over to you, um, I would like to ask the viewers to also please subscribe. I mean, we're not getting anything financial out of this. We're just getting opportunities to talk to amazing people like Eva and uh, so many other young people. Generally, I mean, young, I mean, young, younger man, actually, they have such immense amount of knowledge, wisdom. Ani, it's, um, I think. Yeah, I think we're absolutely wrong if we think we can learn from younger people. Over to you, Eva. Uh, anything you would want to add? Ani, you close the session for us. Ani, once you say goodbye to everyone, Srina will um, yeah, close it for, okay. for us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I think I definitely learned a lot about myself as well from the questions. And thank you for anyone who's watching. And yeah, this was a great session. I think I definitely got to understand myself a little better. But yeah, I think that's everything. And thank you so much for having me. Nepal ma sarvadik download gariyeko hamro patro app. Tapai kalagi sadai sajilo sabai sajilo. Tapai pani download garnu hos. Kine ki esma sabai cha.